0: Hello, I'm Steven Bruckert, and you are the good listener. I'm a filmmaker and writer and artist and person and puppy daddy living in Brooklyn, New York. And I have been interviewing people for the last nine years. But to tell you how I got started doing that, I have to tell you something that almost nobody knows about me. Not even people who are really, really close to me. I don't think my wife knows this. Ever since I was a little kid, I had trouble making friends. And I had this weird fear that I was somehow like, deficient or warped or broken in ways that I was too stupid or ignorant to see, but that everyone around me could see just fine. And I had this related fear that everyone that I considered a friend was secretly just sort of humoring me, it was being nice, polite, generous, not because I was someone that they wanted around, but that I had, I had sort of bumped into some of the kindest, most generous people who would put up with someone like me and be nice to me, even though I was basically intolerable. So finally, in 2007, I got this idea I decided to interview a number of my closest friends about themselves. I interviewed them about their lives and their dreams and their beliefs for like 45 minutes. And then I surprised them with this ambush question at the end. I asked them, what do you hate about me the most or like about me the least? I promise you can't hurt my feelings. You'll hear how that experiment turned out in another episode, but something magical happened along the way. These close friends, who I had known for years and years, told me things that I had never heard before, never known about them, things that surprised me. All my life, the conversations that have mattered most to me have been conversations in which the person I was talking to shared deeply of themselves. In these conversations, we had some special moment where I saw a part of that person that went beyond all of the casual conversation we busy ourselves with in normal social interactions. And I crave conversations like that. I seek them out every chance I get, but it often feels like the stars really have to be aligned for those kinds of moments to happen. You know, you have to get someone alone, maybe a little drunk, maybe up too late. Maybe you have to say something a little bit crazy and weird about yourself first. But in the process of doing these sneaky ambush interviews, I discovered that all you really have to do to get someone to open up is to give them permission and telling someone you're going to interview them is a lot like saying to them you know what fuck the social conventions you don't have to worry if i'm gonna be bored or if i feel like i'm not getting my turn to talk this is your time you get to talk about you for an hour and that's often exactly the kind of permission that most people need and so i got really addicted to that And I've been interviewing people one-on-one for almost 10 years. Almost everyone I've talked to has worried that they'd be boring or they wouldn't have anything to say. But if you really give people permission to open up, everyone's life is so different from yours in so many small ways. Everyone's perspective is really unique. And so every one of these interviews that I've done has been really wonderful. And now, here's a small sample of some of the voices you're gonna be hearing in the coming episodes of The Good Listener. My dad didn't want me to go to college. He wouldn't let me go to college. Um, And part of the reason why I actually didn't go to college until I was 23 was that you can't get any kind of federal loan without your parents' um, tax forms. I remember I got this comment that was like, go back to England, bitch. I was like, well, not from England, but the thread kept going and it just got like worse and worse. And like, I hope you die while having an abortion. And then after that last comment, I was like, are you flirting with me? I was never really religious, but I was always really involved in the church, which means that like, I essentially went to church every Sunday from the time I was born to the time that I left for college. And in addition to that, like, I went to church and I went to Sunday school and I went to Bible study and I sang in the youth choir and played in the handbell choir and was a member of the youth group and went on mission trips and all this stuff. I don't care if I ever become rich or famous or any of that. I didn't even think what I'm doing now would even... I didn't even know there would be 61,000 people following me. And I'm like, why do you even... why? Why? What is so... Am I... I, I don't understand it. I even saw like a an Instagram the other day. This girl has five million followers because of her butt. I remember them. Ian was Ian was weird. Ian was the first rich kid that I knew, and it was very strange because we lived in the in the straight ghetto in Philadelphia. Um, my, my parents had this sort of only slightly irrational fear that I was going to be bitten by rats in my sleep, <laughs> um, so they had to raise my bed off the ground. And yeah, I have terrible waves of sadness sometimes when I think about that life that I built and how quickly I just scooped it up and threw it in the garbage. But I think if I'd never had that life to begin with, I wouldn't be where I am now either. Our music is by Arpline. If you like the show, leave a comment and rating in the iTunes podcast store. It helps other people find the show. Until next time, Thank you for being a good listener.